Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting episode. Oh, my God. Yes, Queen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What was that from? Uh, Drag Race, I think. I'm not too sure. I don't think I've seen that one. (laughs) Uh, That one's definitely a new one on me. I was not expecting that, though. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, always been told I can put on a very good camp voice. You do? I'd check it out. You do camp very well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my dad was worried when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh, okay, I was going to say, I'm not sure if it's, that's, that's something that you you know you want to be proud of. Or, or, or... Oh, yeah, don't bother me. Yeah, you're in, in touch with your sexuality. <laughs> oh, 100%. Don't bother me, mate. I'm in touch with my feminine side. I don't care what people think. Good. So, <laughs> As long as you're wearing that wedding ring, everybody knows anyway. Yeah, well, you know. She's a lucky lady, isn't she? <laughs> or man. Who or knows? Man. Or man. They, nobody <laughs> knows at this point. <laughs> Okay, so today, today's episode, we have no subject. No. Again. No subject part two? Uh, part two. Possibly. Or I, I guess there's a little bit of emails in there as well. Um, so we could call it a fan email episode. Yeah, listener email. Listener emails, no subject, something like that. Um, titbits. Titbits. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, but there is something that uh, I I personally have to apologise for. Um, Josh was really unhappy with me after last week's episode. I was upset. <laughs> I was pushing things far too close to the bone. In my defence, I think it may be an age thing, generational thing. Yes, yeah. Um, there was a particular word that I used to describe a leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Can I say the word so everybody knows what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I think in these circumstances, it's okay. Fair. So, the word was midget. Mm. Now, again, in my defence, I didn't think that that was a, a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. I always thought that dwarf was an insult. Yes. Yeah, I will back you up on that. I also thought dwarf was a derogatory term as well as the yeah. M word. So. Now, when I was in school. Uh, we had a lad in my class, or one of my classes, a few of my classes, 
um, that was quite short, really, really short, to be fair. And uh, I think it, we were in maths class one day, and the teacher, uh, I think he turned around, he was talking in class or something like that, and the teacher turned around and said, you know, shut up, dwarf. And the lad got really upset, and he literally shouted back at the teacher, I'm not an effing dwarf, I'm a midget. Mm. And of course, in, in a class full of teenagers, we all fell about laughing. We just thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, that's kind of put it in my mindset that people don't like being called dwarfs, but they, yeah, they don't mind being called midgets, which mm. is kind of why I, I use that word. And now, I didn't realise that it was such an offensive term. So I do apologise if I have offended anybody. Yeah. Uh, but in fairness, I wasn't that directing that term towards people. No, no. To be to be fair to you, you were talking about mythical creatures yeah. as leprechauns. Yeah. So I, I suppose it, it kind of makes sense. I will back you up there. It was just I, I would I would never call a short person that to, you know to their face or whatever or even behind their back mm. necessarily. Yeah, but uh, the important thing is like we had a we had a conversation about it, and. <laughs> I think it is just one of the things where it is a little bit generational because I was always brought up in and taught in schools and things that you're not supposed to use that word. So when when you first used it on the podcast, it threw me off massively because I, I thought, oh, I know it did, oh yeah. wow. Uh, to be fair, I think I, that's what because it threw you off, and I saw the the reaction. I was like, oh, I'm going to push him on this one. So that that is my bad, and I do apologise uh, if I have offended anybody. I didn't mean to. And I actually, to try and sort of back myself up, I I, I referred to that like there's a sweet that mm. I really like, a little jelly sweet. Yeah, in the UK. Yeah, and I know them as midget gems. Yeah, it's what they were just, called. Yeah, yeah, they're just small jelly sweets. Mm-hmm. You get them in multicolored packets, you know, made by Maynards mostly, I think. And I didn't realise that they're no longer called that. Because mm. yeah. we checked it up because I was like, well, what about midget gems? You're not allowed to call them midget gems anymore. And yet we looked it up. No, apparently, since 2022, <laughs> you're no longer allowed to call them that. They've been renamed to mini gems yes. for exactly that reason. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because they didn't want to offend people. So, mm. you know, in the, in fairness, I don't want to offend people either. You know, I, I, I like our listeners. Uh, you know, I want to encourage people to listen to us and, and not push people away because, you know, I'm being offensive or anything. That certainly was not my intention. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think that's fair enough. I, I forgive you. So all the dwarfs out there, I apologise. Mm. Am I allowed See, to say that? You are, because that's, that's the weird See, thing, See, that to me it? seems wrong. It's, it sounded wrong as you said it, but, I, I've, you know, Google and... You know, the, things... Google that. Yeah, any search results are telling us that people prefer to be. Actually, it was certain countries, wasn't it? Yes, I think when we yeah, looked yeah. it up the other Western day. Western countries, Western countries, America, uh, England, sort Canada. of most of Europe, Canada, uh, don't like the term. But there are some cultures mm. further abroad Still... that actually prefer the M word. Yeah. To the D word. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, we weren't sure to begin with, to be honest. And now I'm even yeah. more confused. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Short people, please don't be offended. Mm. Yeah. yeah we, we weren't attacking you. We Ooh. now know little person and dwarf is acceptable. That's the, They're the only two terms that I could see online that were acceptable. Right. But this was after the podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's fair enough. So that was kind of my, yeah, my, my bad, everybody. 
Um, don't cancel us, please. Yeah, please, please don't. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> now that up, that's out of the way. <laughs> now that that's out of the way, yeah. So, because obviously that was, we only did that episode last week, so we haven't had any feedback from anybody, but we thought we'd wanted to cover that before <laughs> before we start getting the hate mail. Yeah. Which yeah. we still might get. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. But then... Before people listen to this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there will be a week in between where people are free to complain. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then everything that they'll complain about and say that we should have done, we've probably already apologised and kind of. Uh, at least it looks now like we were right on it. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, we were right on it. As soon yeah. as we finished the episode, we <laughs> we had a conversation and actually done a bit of research and looked into it, and we're like, oh, okay, right now we know can't use this. We can use that. And I've got yeah. a very carefully edit that episode <laughs> yes yeah. i mean i can't get rid of it completely but i can at least minimize it we and... can make the best because <laughs> the i'd say 80 percent of it was a fantastic episode in oh, my opinion brilliant. so absolutely hilarious episode <laughs> i loved doing it. i loved making it and, and, and that i haven't edited it yet but I, I would edit it very carefully i've got to edit out a lot more than what i would normally edit out <laughs> yeah. um but it's all right. If you're listening to this, then they probably wouldn't have noticed no, any edi- no. edit- uh, editing. And so. we hope we haven't offended anybody. Mm. And speaking of offending people, um, mm. we didn't. We we don't obviously want to offend anybody on this um, podcast. But uh, our recent book dive well, it was a few weeks ago for us now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the the last episode of our latest book dive, the interview with the author, Joe LaRosa, has only just aired this week. Mm-hmm. And we're, we've started getting some quite polarised feedback on that. Yeah, it's very... Uh, it's 50-50, 50-50, isn't it? Yeah, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of people are saying, yeah, I love it, I want to study it more. Yes. And yeah, then a yeah. lot of people are saying, no, I just don't believe it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this, this is why we were careful with our paranormality rating. I know... Uh, Clive Potter, who put us onto the story to start with, yeah, yeah. he said he thought it was quite low. He would have gone in the nines. Clive. Um, but, well, <laughs> in fact, you know, he, he knows the guy. He's friends with Joe. Uh, he, he knows him. He even helped Joe with uh, finishing and publishing the book. Oh, that's well, fair so, enough. So, you know, yeah. he, he's going he's gonna to be a, a big believer in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously we've got to cater for um, the non-believers as well. And uh, I think that our paranormality rating was fair. Yeah, for, for that reason, I you think know. so. Um, but uh, we did have one person in particular, your friend Jay. Oh yes, Moistly Jay on Discord. Moistly Jay on <laughs> Discord. Uh, he sent you in a voice message. He did. Uh, he, he actually brought up some very good points, and uh, we 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 asked him earlier if if he minded us actually broadcasting his message. Yes. And he said yes. He did, yes. He definitely said yes. Yes, 100%. Okay. <laughs> he said, of course you can, my man. So Okay. So. Um, but yeah, just a, a brief thing. So I was shopping in Marks & Spencer's. Check me out. Oh, uh, looking for a... mini gems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> Thank you for calling them mini gems. Um, I've got to call them mini gems from now on, haven't I? That's that yeah, name. yeah. And I randomly got this this voicemail through, and it stopped me from shopping where I was listening. And I was like, yeah, he's actually got a really good point. So I'm just going to play the message. So here you go. Hey, 
Josh, finally got around to listening to the Chronicles with me and I. Um, it was a very, very good story. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your interview on the bloke. And I like the way you asked those questions about um, how everything was so convenient. My question is always, there's a trope in most forms of media. It's the arrogance of the ethereal. Uh, the idea that humanity can't comprehend this mystical truth as an element of this person's grand plan that humanity can't comprehend, despite the fact that we are able to comprehend things like string theory and uh, human psychology and uh, we understand all about this world or at least there are people who do why are gods always so arrogant as to believe that we won't understand whatever their truth is it's just a thought of mine that i've been mulling around in my mind anyway you have a nice day brother i'll see you soon there you go there we go i uh, know i thought that actually was a very very good point yeah man a really really good point isn't it I mean, when you think of what humanity has achieved, we've been to the moon, we've split the atom. Yeah. Like he said, you know, we've come up with string theory, quantum mechanics and all that sort of thing, even the theory of relativity. Yeah. Why would gods think that this truth is beyond our understanding? It doesn't make sense to Unless me. Unless it is fourth dimensional knowledge. Because we we have mm. we have a hard time picturing anything above three dimensions. Mm -hmm. Yes, I see what you mean. Then I yeah. had to try and think then about two D, three D. Yeah, okay. but then uh, obviously, like a couple of weeks ago, we did like white holes and and um, the, the, the general relativity. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the one of the things that we struggle to picture, although we can get our heads around it is the idea of space-time, which is empty space, the vacuum of space, mm -hmm. is its own fabric. Yeah, yeah. And it flows. And I, obviously, like, the other week, I had the theory that it flows out of white holes and into black holes. Mm -hmm. And it's that flow of space-time that causes gravity, that keeps us on the ground, but it's four-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's X, Y, and Z, and time that's going through it all at the same time. So it, it is hard for us to wrap our heads around that. We, we, can, we can understand it, mm -hmm. and, but it's hard to picture. Yeah. Like, I still can't wrap my head around light years and things, so I'm no good at this kind of... Like, yeah. I, I just can't think of yeah, it. Like, like, well, like um, Moisley J says, there are individuals that mm -hmm. really, really do have a good concept of it, that really do grasp it. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think he's just got a very good point. If if the gods, I mean, at the end of the day, that in the, in the book, they were offered the truth or the real truth. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't pick the real truth? Yeah, yeah. And then they're told it's too much for him to understand. Yeah. Yeah. If they'd have said, "Oh, we'll just go for the truth," do you think the answer the answer would have been the same? I th technically, wouldn't that be a lie? If you've offered with the real truth and the truth, surely the truth would just be somewhat a lie because they're not going to tell you the real truth. That's the I way well, the I the whole thing it. was like reaching enlightenment, isn't it? The, yeah. Um, enlightenment about the afterlife, about life in general, life, mm. life, the universe, and everything. You know. Um, so, maybe you know, why can't that be forty-two? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember years ago, I, I heard the story. I, I don't know if this is true or not. I, I, it was years and years ago. There was a story of a wise monk who reached enlightenment 
and he just done constant meditation and he went something ridiculous like 40 days without any food because he was getting all his energy and things from meditating in sunlight right. and i don't know if that's true but if it if it is something like that where you reach enlightenment and you can fine tune your body to another dimension and, th and things like that who who are we to say it's true or not true but that kind of story is uh is interesting because you would logically go well no one can survive 40 days without food and and drink no do you know what i mean so i, I there, don't know there is that kind of religious cult isn't it that um says you can go without food uh, mm. and they they exist without actually eating because like you say they absorb energy from the sun or whatever yeah yeah um but then i believe the leader of that movement was caught out coming out of mcdonald's <laughs> with a bag full of burgers <laughs> and yeah and well, I can't remember her name, but someone who was who was in that movement uh, released a book on how to, you know, live on starving yourself for food. Mm -hmm. um, I think she was Australian. I can't remember. And a TV company wanted to follow her around for a week, and she lasted like three days. And she collapsed. <laughs> and they had to feed her. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, right. maybe it, maybe maybe. Uh, there is a point to it is that we can't we can't understand mm. the everything in the universe until we have died and we've become an ethereal being ourselves and we actually experience that fourth dimension for ourselves yeah maybe that is that is the the key to it the reason why we can't do you know the one theory that i've been seeing a lot lately whether it's youtube tiktok whatever and i know some people are like oh tiktok whenever i see a video on tiktok that yeah. I think, nah, that's too good to be true. I always do a little bit of research and type things in on search engines to, yeah. just to cover my tracks because I'm, I'm with TikTok, you have to take everything with a pinch of salt. Oh, yeah, yeah. The amount of life hacks I've tried and they just don't work. So <laughs> thanks to that, I, I always research things. And I keep seeing this theory pop up where this there was this man who passed away on like the operating table yeah. and he had an out-of-body experience. And... He said that he was going towards the white light, that everyone knows that kind of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when he turned round, there was also a a black light, so a dark Oh, light, a black hole a sort black of thing. black hole kind yeah. of thing. And he had the theory that if you go towards the light, that is the afterlife, and yeah. you, you have all your loved ones and people trying to entice you into going to the white light, and, and that is it. You can turn around and go back into your body to to some extent. Obviously, if you're mangled in a car crash or something, yeah, I imagine. Happen, yeah. yeah, but if you go to the black light, it is the theory of reincarnation, and that is okay. go, and going back into like this this system of energy and solar system and universe and right. It's it was just a, a random theory that I that I've been seeing pop up everywhere, and I just thought it was quite. Cool to mention. From this guy who had an OBE. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, fair play. Um, but Jack's point to gods and everything is a is a very good one. It like, is, yeah. it, Just give us a chance. Just yeah. tell us the truth. And then exactly. if there's yeah, mass that, hysteria, so be it. If our brains explode in our skulls, then that's our <laughs> fault, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things work themselves out, don't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, so... 
Moving on from that, anyway, but uh, sort of moving on from that, but staying within the same vein, we did have uh, a guy write in, Elliot, who wrote in before. Do you remember mm-hmm. Elliot, who had that um, experience? He was burning a photograph and yes. he had that uh, vision mm. of the hanging lady. He had a weird experience just a few weeks ago, he wrote in to us about, uh, where he'd gone to work. He was the first one in, works in an office. Um, he was the first one in, so he was just making himself a cup of coffee or brew, as he called it. Um, and he said that uh, in their little sort of kitchenette area, where they, where they make their drinks and whatnot, uh, one of the walls is kind of... It's either a glass wall or a big window mm-hmm. where you can see into like the rest of the, the actual office area. And he said that as he was making his, his morning cup of coffee or his morning brew, uh, he noticed his boss walked into the room and went towards his desk. So... He quickly made a second coffee and walked through into the offices saying, oh, you're just in time, boss. I've made you a brew. You... And he opened the door and there was no one there. Mm. It really creeped him out because he was absolutely 100% sure that his boss had just walked across the room, you know, and, you know, to the side of his vision. And, and he went downstairs and he asked, like, the cleaning lady or the receptionist or whoever, it, we didn't clarify who it was, but he said, how many people are in the vil- building at the moment? She went, three, including you. Mm. And he said, has my boss come in? She said, no, not yet. So when, he, when he told us this, I immediately was like, uh, can, can you let us know if your boss does come in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you might have, you might be the first one to know about a terrible accident there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently his boss did come in, and he just spent the rest of the day freaked out, not wanting to go in the office. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's got the gift and doesn't realise. I think he does. He's got a bit of the shining. Yeah. Possibly since that event with the with the picture and the vision and that, it's it's probably switched something on in his mm. in his brain, which I think can happen with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I think there are people out there that have that kind of gift and power to whether it's speaking to the dead or seeing the dead or um anything like that yeah i believe in it yeah um elliot has there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Actually joined our team, so to speak. I don't, we have mentioned this a couple of times on the on the podcast over the last few weeks, but um, how, how this has all come about is was from our Discord. One day I was uh, just going through Discord, and in one one of our topic sections, we got a, a, a note uh, from a guy uh, called Penguin, mm-hmm. 
who 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 reached out to us saying, "Oh, if there's anything that I can do to help, I am a Microsoft qualified uh, IT manager, um, and you guys have helped me out so much in the past. I suffer from like anxiety attacks and whatnot, and whenever I put on your podcast, it helps me calm down, focus, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm less anxious." Mm-hmm. So I said. So I sent him a private message saying, oh, "Look, I don't really know what an IT manager does. So you know, what what are you proposing to, to help to do?" And he was like, "Well, I could I could do all sorts. I noticed you struggled with your live stream the other week. I can mm-hmm. I can teach you how to do that. You still got to do that, Penguin." Um, uh, and uh, he he's started making us a website. I mean, this is all voluntary as well. He just mm. wanted to give something back. Yeah, very um, nice of him. Really nice guy. He's he, and it, in fairness, it helped. It, his jumping on board like that helped push me. Yeah, yeah. Because like the last couple of months, or the last few months, um, all the editing, and I have to do all this in my spare time and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I've been like, oh, I'll put it off, put it off. I'll, I'll, I'll do that at the weekend. And sometimes I sort of did rush it a little bit, do it last minute and, and, and then upload it and whatnot and think, oh, that's good enough. But he, he's actually helped me to focus mm. and, uh, you know, it, 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 put more energy into what I'm doing and, uh, you know, come up with more promos and that sort of thing. And um, one of the things that we were discussing a few weeks ago was um, wanting to rebrand, make our mm. logo a lot tidier, make it look a bit more professional. Because we are, we are getting to that stage now where it's not a hobby anymore. Mm. There are adverts on it. You know, we're looking to expand this as a, as a, as a business, if you know what I mean. The podcast... As a yeah. professional thing, yes. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, and um, so mm-hmm. another guy, Elliot. Elliot was um, he. He approached us as a graphical designer. Initially, he just offered up some fan art mm-hmm. on, our, on our Discord, um, which we we then said, "Oh, you should you should you should um, join in the merch competition and design some merch for us." Which he, I think, he he is going to do. Um, yeah. But I, I reached out to him and said and told him about what was going on, and we want us wanting to rebrand, and asked if he'd be available to to help us with that with the new logo and you know artwork and that sort of thing. He was right on it. He's really really keen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was like, "Yes, mate, uh, absolutely." He's done us a new logo. That, that might be up by now if 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 you've been struggling to find us because we've changed our logo. That'd be why. <laughs> yeah, it's a um, really cool logo. But yeah, I mean, th- and these guys are doing it. Like we're not paying them, not yet, at least. <laughs> I-, I have said to them, you know, if they want to stick with us and and help us to grow and become a professional thing, then you know, when there is a payroll available, they'll be on it. Yeah, we got their backs. Yeah, mm. um, but th- I mean that that's something that I always thought would have to happen if the podcast really did take off. I thought, you know, we we probably need to get like video editors, business managers, you know, accounts people, marketing, mm. that sort of thing. I, like months ago, I was thinking, how the hell do I find these people? Mm-hmm. You know, what what? How do you put a job advert out for a video editor or you know a marketing team or something like that? It never occurred to me that these people would present themselves mm. to us from our followers, from people who enjoy the podcast. So. If there's anyone else out there <laughs> that feel that feels like they could fill these positions, you know, video editors, marketing, you know, accounts and that sort of thing, business management, feel free. If you want to come and join the team, hit us up on Discord 
obviously it's voluntary at the moment. We don't make any money at this. No, no, no. no. I know we got some adverts, but we 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 haven't even earned anything off the adverts yet. No, no. Um, but yeah, like I say, when there is a payroll available, everybody who's involved will get paid. Yes, it's one of those things. It's it's almost like a snowball, isn't it? We're we're yeah. right at that crucial stage now, where we're a year on. It's twenty twenty four, and well done. Yes, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So uh, it's it's slowly rolling, but we've kind of hit this uh, this wall where it's it's become real, hasn't it? Yeah. Where it, it's it's starting to pick up speed now. Yeah, and it's. It's mind blowing in a way is, that we've yeah. had so much love and support, and people help us and, and reach out. And Penguin and Polar Bear are doing a, a great job, and they've already helped us out. And it's like you say, <laughs> call him Polar Bear. We already know he's Elliot. No, no you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Secret identity. Okay, Polar Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, you know Polar yeah. Bear. <laughs> and if anyone joins our team, they will also be referred to an animal as well, or, so. or their username on Discord. Whatever they prefer. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it's it's really um, it melts the heart when you hear about these people that are helping us focus and take it to that next step and that next level. And we have activated adverts, and you know we've we've got a few things in the pipeline coming up, and it's just become very real, you yeah. know. And it's that for us, it's that awkward stage between trying to balance a full time job, yeah, as well as this thing that was started off as a hobby and a bit of fun that has now evolved into but then something. It's still a hobby, it's still fun. We still enjoy yeah, yeah. it. It's just, it's it's like that that point where you realise that your dream job is actually attainable. Yeah, yeah. We've just got to help make this podcast grow a little bit more. Well, a little bit more, a lot more to be fair. Yeah. Um we're still early stages, but it has evolved into something that I thought it wasn't possible for the longest of times. Yeah. I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna reach this stage in like two, three years time. Yeah. But it's just suddenly hit us, and it's it's really awesome. It's mind blowing. Isn't yeah, it? it's yeah. really really cool. And the other thing that is really nice is we've had so many emails about people that have had uh, anxiety, depression, or whatever they're going through. Yeah. And we've mentioned it before, but um, we do get a few and it's it's really nice and it, it helps us re and reminds us about what's important and things yeah and I, want, I wonder if that's the reason why we quite early on started showing up uh, for asmr people on on youtube i don't it's know because we help with that kind of thing yeah. maybe i don't i don't know that's just a theory maybe yeah it could be could, could be. be yeah but either way thank you very much to everyone uh, yeah, like we say thank you a lot, but yeah, we, we really do mean it. And um, yeah, any any volunteers or anyone wants to help out and get aboard this snowball because we're rolling down that hill. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and another thing, obviously, um, we've had a, a few people uh, say that they're confused by the paranormality scale. <laughs> yeah, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, yeah, to start with, we thought it was a really good idea yeah. to, to rate things on how believable they were or how paranormal it was. Mm. Um, and then we started covering some things that weren't quite so paranormal. But weird and interesting. But we still liked them. So we were still mm. rating them high and, and, <laughs> yeah. and people were coming along and going, well, that's obviously fake. It's obviously this, you know. Why yeah. Why did you give that an 8.5 when it should be like three? Yeah, yeah. And we're like, well, because we like it. So mm. so let's, let's draw the line here now, right? The paranormality scale 
is just how, how much we like it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Going forward is we, we, how much we like we it. We will take believability and paranormality into account, mm. but the actual scale is just basically going to be how much we like this. Yes, <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but then if it is a national disaster or something like that, it might just be other things involved, not how much we like it. Because obviously you can't like a national disaster or conspiracy no. theory. But like no, J- but the, JFK, the we... for example, you've got to kind of rate it on the evidence and the research. Yeah, and... well, that's what I mean. It's, it's, not it's not how much we laugh at it or, mm. you know, it's, it's how much we enjoy the conspiracy or enjoy yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. the experience of researching it and that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so that... For everybody that's confused about the current paranormality scale, so are we. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're just making that the rule now. For it's the just... longest time, we just carried on with it. Like, I don't know what we're doing, but we like it. So <laughs> now it's officially how much we like how it. How much we like it, yeah. <laughs> and then other people can join in and tell us how much they rate things. And then we'll know, oh, They've scored it an eight. They must have liked that episode. And yeah. also, that would help us for the future. So if we do an episode and cover a topic and everyone rates it a two or a three, we're like, right, okay, let's not do that style topic for yeah. a while or, or whatever. So. Well, let's put it out there. Well, you can always write to us and send in topics that you think that we could cover. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, qu- quite often there are uh, current events going on that you'll find on TikTok or whatever, or I'll read in the news or, or, or something. Um, we don't know if it will make a full podcast or not. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, last year, there was uh, um, reports of these weird spheres. Were, yeah. they, were they metal? I think they were metal spheres. Yeah, yeah, metal they? spheres. Appe- appearing on beaches. Yeah. I think the first one was on Australian beach or possibly Japan, then Australia. Yeah, something like that. They were all over the world, though, weren't they? Just mm. for a few weeks, they just started appearing. And yeah. there wasn't really much media coverage of it. You did see a few posts here and there. Yeah, and it was a weird one. We put them down on the list, but then couldn't really find out enough about them to make a full episode. No. But that was, I mean, that, that was weird. I saw two things about it. One in favour of them being paranormal <coughs> and the other one with a logical explanation. So the first one was the the uh, paranormal side of it was obviously it's uh, aliens mm. delivering things and we yeah. can't get inside the spheres, but it's out of this world. And then yeah. the other one was it was a promotion for a sci-fi film. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a bloody good promotion. Yeah. So they're the two stories I've heard about it, but okay. I don't know because they looked pretty darn cool with like hieroglyphics and things on the sides, and yeah, yeah. there was like indentations and stuff. So it's a bit yeah, very ornate, wasn't it? Yeah, and also surely, well, I don't know. Actually, I was thinking someone would have seen them if it was a, a promotional promotion. thing. You'd have thought you'd seen it. someone would have been spotted putting it in position. Like, yeah, so no one knows how they ended up on these beaches. I mean, you assume mm. that they wash up, but. Kind of four-ton metal ball wash up out of the ocean that easily? Yeah, you think it'd sink to the bottom, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, interesting one. And like <clears> another <throat> one that you mentioned to me earlier about this new US drone. Oh, yes. That oh, I've is... not heard about this one, so this must be a fairly recent thing. I, I saw a video of it maybe two, three days ago, yeah. um, and it freaked me out. So I don't know that much on it. It was just um, it was another podcast talking about it because it was another conspiracy podcast, and they all okay. had tin foil hats on and stuff. 
And he just mentioned it. So I thought, well, I think our listeners deserve to hear about this because it's kind of freaky. It freaked me out. So essentially, the US government have a drone that is shaped like the old stealth bombers, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like white and gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot smaller, obviously. And it has cameras on the top that screen the sky. And it has like screens and mirrors uh, on underneath. So it basically just goes through Co- so converts it's the sky films the sky and then projects it on the screen on the bottom yeah so if you're looking up at it it's completely naked sky naked to the human eye we can't actually see it I, um, I i got i gotta say i think you'd you'd see some kind of distortion wouldn't you surely you know like predator, know. the old predator movie mm. that chameleon effect that they developed for that i would imagine that you'd see something like that do you remember top gear top gear did something richard hammond did something similar with a van in top gear where he put massive tv screens and uh, yeah he made the invisible car he was driving it around the streets do you remember oh, i actually don't remember that do you know it's definitely on an episode was it top gear or was it grand tour i can't remember now um but yeah it was you, you do get at least a little bit of distortion where you know it, it's not quite sized uh, up right or something but it, it does look for all for all intents and purposes yeah. pretty much invisible i mean I've, the only one i've seen is um there's guys that have uh, they want to rep- replicate speeder bikes from Star Wars. So oh, I've seen that. Yeah, with the, put the, the chrome. Oh, the chrome. They have oh, like right. chrome covering the the wheels, and it's like that far off the ground. So when it's driving along, it's just reflecting the road. Oh, so it actually, man. looks like it's hovering. What I've seen is um, people do it flying around on lakes. Because you know that uh, you can get those um, water jet packs where you can like you stand mm. on a thing and it sucks the water and then j- blows jet packs out from yeah, your yeah. feet and you can basically float around over the top of the lake. Someone built speeder bikes with that technology in it. Oh, that's pretty dumb. So it cool. sucks the water up through a hose and then just <laughs> out through the bottom of the speeder bike. And there's these dudes just like flying around a lake. I'll have to show you. That is awesome. Yeah. But I think the reason that the drone is naked to the eyes because obviously it's so far up in the sky that we wouldn't be able to see this distortion. Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, the distortion would um, be uh, fairly negligible then, wouldn't it? But it did freak me out man, when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no one's got actual pictures, but there was a... What's the word? Uh, I was about to say a reincarnation. <laughs> you know what? Dramatization kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. It's like a little short video of... Um, well, there was some stock footage of photos, but then most of it was just like a... Uh, I was about to say reincarnation again, dramatization, reconstruction. reconstruction that's the one of what it would do and how it would look and, yeah, and yeah. things like that. But it was a little bit freaky that technology has got to that point now where you can make yourself invisible or make things invisible. Oh, fair play. Yeah. And that reminds me of the other current event thing. Have you heard about the new Mandela effect theory? No, I haven't. You you mentioned this earlier just before we started the podcast yeah. and wrote it down, but no, I haven't, I've not heard a new one. Again, I only saw this a couple of days ago. So it's it's not been proven or anything like that. Obviously, this is all speculation and theory. Mm. But there was one guy who had the thought that maybe we're not all going crazy. So there was a woman uh, who was going to therapy saying that I know that Fruit of the Loom had a cornucopia on it you know the the funnel things that thanksgiving have with the fruits in. yeah i know what you mean yeah so she was adamant about it and she went to therapy about it and was like i'm going crazy because i know yeah she, i think i did she continued and this is the thing if you you google it you speak to people on, on online things 
they're making you believe that no fruit of the loom and then fruit of the loom even had all of their logos for over the years and there was no cornucopia not at all no she went through all of her old clothes lo and behold she found one with a cornucopia oh. which got this guy thinking that maybe this is much bigger than we all think and the mandela effect is just governments and people higher up trying to see if they can get away with changing history and if they can change these little things yeah. without us noticing and making us think that you know they're gaslighting us to the extreme yeah in the future what's to say that they can't change start changing bigger things and we're all just going to go oh no yeah i guess it's always been like that so it's just another little theory that this guy came out with yeah. and I'm, now i can't stop thinking about it because she actually had the proof. That's the difference. Well, that's the thing. We, we've seen, I think there was that, that um, with the Berenstein Bears. Mm -hmm. yeah, Someone yeah. actually found a video with the, yeah, yeah. the wrong spelling on it and stuff like so. And the same with the Sinbad. Or, or does it actually confirm the multidimensional theory, the dimensional shift theory? There is that theory. But the the Sinbad one is is even crazier as well. I know we've already covered Mandela effects, but yeah. I don't even know if we mentioned that in the in the episode. But there's a, a famous American comedian called Sinbad, yeah. and there's so many people have said they've sat down when they were a kid and watched Sinbad in like a genie movie. Yeah, yeah. And even him himself has has come out and said, "No, I never I never shot never that video." And then someone had it on like old VHS, and they were like, "How do you explain this?" Yeah, but. There's, there's still sticking to it, saying, no, it never happened. So it's it's nuts to me that this this theory has legs for me, yeah. personally. But yeah, it's just interesting. Way. I've got goosebumps even talking about it then, that maybe they're trying to brainwash us. I don't know. I don't want to get too crazy in conspiracy. <laughs> I don't want to go all Truman on everyone. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just worth worth mentioning. Yeah. So the, the only other thing that I really wanted to bring up um, from uh, past episodes or episodes that we've recently covered because um, now I've apologised to, to small people uh, for the for the um, leprechauns um, and we've done Mandela effects and, and, and all that sort of thing now we also had some quite polarised um, messages from the reptilians <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> specifically some people saying was pirate high when he gave that <laughs> paranormality rating yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, now, I, I just want to set the, the, the slate clean and say, right, the reason why I gave it such a high score was literally because of the whole idea that alien DNA could mm -hmm. be present in human beings and potentially some of that DNA could be reptilian in nature. Yes, I wasn't giving it a high score because I believe in shape shifting aliens running the country and you know that yeah. sort of thing. That that to me is still barely believable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, really. Um, but considering that when we spoke to Philip Mantle, where we had that story about the woman who tested her daughter's DNA and found that she had extra chromosomes, mm -hmm. uh, I find it entirely believable that some people could be walking around this earth with alien DNA yeah. in, in, in their makeup. And that th that is the reason why I gave the reptilians, well, I can't really remember how high it was. I think it was in the sevens or something. 
And you were like, you rated it quite high. Yeah, and it was like six or seven, something like that. And you were like, no, make three <laughs> yeah. at best. Um, which I agree with you, really. When I, when I think about it, I, I probably did score it far too high, even for the way I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of wanted to go above five just because that's that unbelievability line, isn't it, that we always say. Yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to give it just you know a couple of extra just to say, look, I believe this DNA could be a thing. Mm-hmm. That that was my reasoning. So yeah, that's fair enough. So that's cleared that up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think uh, reptilians, especially my mate Sam, he he went to town on us. He was just like, <laughs> I can't believe you believe in any in any way about this rubbish. Like he is dead against it. He's like it's the most ridiculous conspiracy theory. I think. I, I, I'm kind I'm, of surprised that Skeptic Louis didn't rip into me more than he did. No, no. I mean, he he is Skeptic Louis, but I think there's there's some things that he thinks and believes in that I'm like I don't understand. Like, so I don't I don't know. But Sam's a, a very down to earth person, so for him to enjoy our podcast and and give us constructive criticism and enjoy a lot of episodes, for him to turn around and be like. Mate, I can't believe reptilians. Like, what is pirate thinking? Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I actually kind of agreed with him. There. I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe pirate did rate that a bit high. I, I think I did rate it high, but I, yeah. I just wanted to tip it above that five, just to say that I believe in the the DNA side mm. of things, not in shape shifting reptilians, you know, and all, all that side of things. No, 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 I don't. No, no, it's a it's a crazy conspiracy. But your mate, yeah, uh, Sam, he he has his own podcast, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Hidden gems, hidden the hidden gems hidden gems of wrestling. Wrestling, yes, and with Alec. You you've told me that there are some conspiracy theories within wrestling. There's a couple. We yeah, should we get Sam on. Yeah, Sam, do you want to come on our podcast? Please, I think please will. say yes. Yeah, yeah. I have briefly spoke to him about it before. The only trouble, the only thing I'm thinking, is some of the. Well, the couple of conspiracy theories that I know are quite dark. They're quite heavy. Right. They, they involve murder and things. Ooh. So, I mean, technically it would be more of a true crime podcast. But for one of them, I know there's a little bit of Satanism involved. Oh, no, that's definitely down our alley. So, so we I can cover it, but... I think we need to invite him on. Yeah. Yeah, we'll reach out to Sam and see yeah, if that's... we can go through. The only reason as well, I, I wanted to give it a little bit of a break because... We've had our good friend Truman on the on the show, and he is a professional wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to make the show wrestling heavy, but there is definitely some cool conspiracy. Well, it's here. one of your interests, so, you know. I don't mind entertaining it every once in a while, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sam will uh, take us through that. I'm sure he knows way more about it than I do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we've actually run further uh, over time than I, <laughs> I thought we would. I yeah. thought this was going to be a short episode, and we're now over 40 minutes. So nice. We're doing well. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to uh, at home, uh, if, if, you, if you think that you can think of topics that you'd think we'd find interesting, even even books, if you want us to book dive, we're probably not going to do that many book dives <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, from now. We've got a lot of interest in um, uh, authors being interviewed. Yeah, obviously yeah. from Philip Mantle, he's he's constantly sending us emails saying interview this person, this person, this person. Uh, so we might do a few of that going forward. Mm. Um, I think with the book dives, probably once, maybe twice a year, we'll yeah. do that. But um, the interviews with the authors, we're we're happy to do, but we're not necessarily going to have read 
the book and do like three, four parts. Yeah, it'll be it, more it takes so much time. Yeah. And, you know, everybody at home's got to wait a week in between the parts. And, you know, yeah, it's like a month before you actually get the entire story, which is kind of frustrating. So we're going to keep that to sort of a minimum from now on. Um, I'm not not saying that we're going to stop doing it, but... Yeah, and some of our listeners ratted me out and they caught me falling asleep in part two. So... (laughs) Yeah. You were very quiet in part two. That's that's how I feel about Book Dives. We've got a... Do it carefully, but it's it's different because the um, oh, oh well done. Hey, we haven't done that for a while. A good job us at the end of the pod. Um, the vertical plane, the yeah, Donaldson yeah. messages. It was it was slightly different because it it was it was just a different story. But mm. I could tell you were passionate about it and stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas uh, the Chronicles of Mine, although it was an interesting story and there's a lot to it, it's also a lot of information. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot to take in, whereas it was, yeah. A lot to digest, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a different kind of story in a way. Yeah. So anyway, that's, yeah, that's our explanation for uh, a couple of things that we've did. Uh, that we've maybe messed up with (laughs) (laughs) over the last, uh, what, six months worth of, probably not even that, six months worth of episodes. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be more. (laughs) And this is the direction that we're going. Um Hopefully that explained the paranormality scale. Yep. And we, we're putting ourselves out there. If you want to join our crew, let us know. Mm. Um, and I guess there's no scale this week, so I can I can simply say, yeah, come and find us on Discord or send us an email. And, uh, and I hope that you enjoy the show for the next year as much as you did for the last year. Yeah, big things coming, big things coming. Big things, very big. And with that, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. This has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta!